This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. Hello and Happy New Year. Um, This is the first podcast episode of 2021, which will hopefully be a lot better year for many people. (laughs) I'm Emily. (laughs) I'm Emily. And uh, we'll just get right into college basketball. Um, On the men's side, we have some news uh, about March Madness, which is going to be held entirely in the state of Indiana this year. Um, Lots of venues there, big basketball state, a lot of venues in Indianapolis um, specifically, but then they'll also be hosting games in other places. Um, They're planning on doing a 68-team tournament like they normally would um, with 67 basketball hoops available, it sounds like. So yeah. kind of a random random statistic there. Um, excited to see how that all unfolds, and hopefully um, it can kick off without issue or incident <laughs> in this weird <laughs> COVID world we're living in. Um, Gonzaga is still number one. A lot of people, yes. a lot of people thought that they would not be by now, and that they would have dropped a game or two. But that has not been the case. Knock on wood. Um, Baylor also number two for the seventh straight week. So there hasn't been a whole lot of movement. Well, there has been no movement not for those <laughs> in two. those spots. Um, third, you know, third ranking and below. There definitely has been. Um, but it's very weird year. The blue blood programs that you traditionally expect to do well are not, including Duke and Kentucky. What a mess. Duke is like, I think they're ranked number 21 or 22. Like, it is. And I don't a even really know why, year. to be honest. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe that's my hot take this week. Maybe it's not a hot take, but like, Duke should not be ranked right now. I mean, they're th- three and two. Yeah. And that's a. I don't know. I'm sure that whoever's doing well, they weren't when the what the CNET uh-huh. uh, came out, and Duke was not in the top 100. Neither was Kentucky. So maybe your hot take is not that hot of a take. Other people are like, "Ooh, should you be ranked?" We don't. We don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, there are other good teams, and like the nice thing with college basketball is you can really see it's not it's not just the power five conferences that are like, we are the dominant like teams in college basketball as seen with Gonzaga Villanova. They show up and they're ranked and they play well and they're, they're strong teams. So it, you can make a pretty good argument for not having a Duke ranked or a Kentucky or like any of the blue bloods that are just not performing. Yeah. I think like if this was any other program, they wouldn't be ranked. It's just, I think the Duke name here is, um, 
the cause for their current ranking. But um, <laughs> we'll move on from that. Um, Texas basketball is a force to be reckoned with this year, it seems. Yeah. Um, they beat Kansas, which I was kind of bummed by because then the haters will be like, well, Gonzaga's wins are not as impressive as they once looked, blah, blah, blah. Ugh. Okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> we aren't going to get into that conversation. I could go on and on. Um, but good on Texas. Yeah, that's a that's a good win. Not only to beat Kansas, but to beat Kansas at Kansas. Um good on them. Shaka is saying please don't do me and how you did Tom Herman. So, you know, Texas wants to keep their head basketball coach and hopefully they do have a really strong team and a good year. Um the Big 12, I mean obviously Baylor is going to win the Big 12. But it'd be cool if Texas put up a fight and challenged them a little bit so that Baylor fans were less like, Gonzaga should not be ranked number one. Because I have seen many a tweet where the Baylor fans are mad. Yeah. I I mean, Baylor's a very good team. I think. Yes. I, I don't think, like, there's any argument really to say that there's a team better than Baylor or Gonzaga. I think that they're. Like, they've kind of shown they're the top two. Um, So I understand, I guess, like, where Baylor fans are coming from. But um, I think they're – I think that Gonzaga is better than Baylor, but I think it's, like, they're on an even playing field, so to speak, somewhat. (laughs) Yes, I agree with that. Um, So it'll be good. We'll see how it goes the rest of – I mean, we've started – all the teams have really started conference play and – that's been fun. Yeah. Um, boy, it's crazy that non-conference is over at this point. Right. <laughs> um, women's basketball. Stanford remains a powerhouse. <laughs> yes. They're uh, number one for the fifth week in a row. Yes. Um, Oregon also remains a powerhouse despite their 27-game winning streak being broken. Um those are kind of the top tier programs in women's college basketball. Um, definitely out of the Pac-12. Yes. And and the Pac-12 is strong conference as we talked about that, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago about women's basketball and the Pac-12 being really strong. Oregon actually fell in the rankings. And then the Big Ten has six ranked teams. So they're trying to say like, hey, we're also here as a good uh, women's basketball conference up there with the Pac-12, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? Duke and SMU aren't playing the rest of this season yeah. for women's basketball. They're out. Yeah, that's... I mean, I think the programs need to make their own decisions, you know, what's right for them. Um, I will be interested yeah. to see if this trend continues on the women's side of the sport and if... Yeah. Um, we start seeing teams on the men's side go that route as well. I, it'll be interesting to see like which teams do it as well. And if it becomes like a conference wide thing, like obviously the Ivy league, none of those teams are playing. They all opted out. They're just like, Nope, as a, as a conference. So it'll, we'll see if like any conferences like see for both men and women's basketball, they're like, ah, no, like there's just too much happening. Like we're going to, 
we're gonna end this now and like try again next year after everyone has the vaccine yeah next year will hopefully be a lot more of a normal season yeah and like next season is really not that far away when you think about it not so in the grand scheme of things yeah even it like it, it'll start not in like a few months but like in the grand scheme of things it'll be a couple months yeah. and it'll it'll be a normal season that should start you know exhibition games in october and the season starting in november and it'll be that time before we know it mm-hmm. um but i guess we'll wait and see and then this week for an upcoming game for women's college basketball that you might want to or folks might want to have on their radar Baylor and UConn are playing each other on Thursday. Last year, Baylor won and upset UConn and like broke a winning streak that was just like bananas. So it it should be a really good game. I was reading something that was like, this is a really good rivalry in college sports. And I, I agree with that because if you know nothing about women's basketball, you're like Baylor and UConn. Like what? Why would the, these teams aren't even like, in the same area of the world. Like <laughs> Waco, <laughs> Texas is like n- nowhere near the East coast. And um, they're two very strong basketball programs. So it will be a really good game to watch. Yeah. That's a, always a great matchup. <laughs> two very competitive programs. Thanks. Um, college football is almost done. Sad. Sad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the bowl, bowl um, cycle, I guess, is uh, done. Um, Big 12 went undefeated in bowl games this year, whereas the ACC um, did not win a single one of their bowl games. So the ACC. one out. Hopefully basketball uh, is better for them this year than football was. Oof. It's looking Oof. like it will be. Um, it be. Yeah. And then um, a lot of listeners of this podcast probably um, were very happy with the result of the Fiesta Bowl. Shout out to Ohio, Ohio State, Iowa State. Big <laughs> slip up there. Um, so, man, good for the Cyclones <laughs> getting a win. Sat- I was a little sad when. Iowa State got the win against Oregon and when Texas got the win against Colorado I like I'm happy I'm happy and sad uh-huh. because I'm like oh, I want to see the Pac-12 succeed but I'm happy to see the Big 12 succeed <laughs> it, was a, it was a catch 22 uh-huh. yes <laughs> and then of course when Oklahoma smoked Florida mm-hmm. I was like yeah, it's a good that's a good win yeah that's that's a good time Oklahoma all right I see you it's like uh was Florida really that good this year? Mm, they gave Alabama a challenge, <laughs> though. And so I'm just like, I wonder, like, this is a such a weird season. But I'm like, man, if we didn't have the weird season we did, would Iowa State have had, like, the opportunity that they had? And, like, would, like, would Alabama have played Notre Dame? Like, would, you know, all these different what-ifs if we didn't have this weird season. Uh-huh. But, like this this matchup of Oklahoma and Florida I'm like well what if the SEC is not the best at football and it just like it gets hyped up like the the marketing around it you know everyone markets the SEC as like the the king of football in college football what if like it's just kind of a smoke show 
I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't, like, and we won't like really get to know. Cause it could have been like a fluke game for Florida Yeah, or it could have been a super good, like Oklahoma is really good. And like historically Oklahoma has been really good. So maybe it only works in this situation. Whereas if like Texas played Florida, Florida would have won. Like we won't know, but I think this will make for a really interesting college football season this like upcoming season the 2021 2022 season like I think this could make it more fun after everything kind of got shaken up here yeah um I don't know well I feel like we'll never know (laughs) no well like Um, in the other like here's some other just like really weird things that I'm hoping we get to see something happen because of so like Auburn lost to Northwestern uh-huh. North, and Northwestern was ranked 14. And I was like, Northwestern has a football program. Cool. Didn't know that. Did know that. But like, it's not, I don't think of Northwestern when I think of college football in the big 10. And then Cincinnati almost beat Georgia. Indeed. Cincinnati's not even a, that was a fun game. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, I wish Cincinnati had won, even though I have friends who are Georgia fans, but like, that just would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, also, we definitely need to talk about Clemson and Ohio State because I thought Ooh. that Clemson was going to blow them out of the water. And I was like, oh, <laughs> God, like we're going to have a whole day of two boring playoff games. Yeah. And I was just very surprised and pleasantly surprised <laughs> uh, by the result of this game. Not that I have anything against Clemson. It's just like, I think for the past five years, either Clemson or Alabama has been in the title game. And I'm like, can we just mix this up a little bit here? Yeah. <laughs> like, so um, very exciting for Ohio State fans. And it was just a fun game. It really was fun to watch. Um, despite the you know blowout, like it was, it was fun to watch all that scoring. Yeah, and but like like the Alabama Notre Dame game was kind of a blowout. Yeah, but it wasn't a fun no, blowout yeah, to watch. Definitely, definitely. Um, I didn't really enjoy watching that game, but I enjoyed watching Clemson Ohio State. So um, yes, we have the championship on Monday, I believe. Um, yep. Alabama versus the Ohio State. Um, <laughs> who do you want to win that game? Ooh, this is a tough one. Is my <laughs> I have parents divided. I have an Alabama fan parent and an Ohio State fan parent. And um, I like to stir the pot. I And I talked to my parent that is an Alabama fan. They were like, the SEC, I can't believe, like, you know, they were hyping up the SEC. And I'm like, I just want to see the SEC humbled a little bit. Like, I want to see the SEC kind of go through what the Big 12 or the Pac-12 goes through, where people kind of talk smack. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's kind of, like, it's a little cheeky, but, like, there's something to be said, like, oh, yeah, like, you have a good team, and the rest are, like, not great. So I I think that the SEC needs to experience that and not always feel so dominant. And um, much to the chagrin of many, I'm going to root for the Ohio State. (laughs) And they're the underdog. I don't think they're anyone's betting on them to win. I don't think so either. But I think that game against Clemson, like, really – you know, changed the narrative and made, you know, maybe made people question like who is going to win the championship or how close it might be. 
Um, I and guess. if Justin Fields can play yeah. on Monday night, like that, did you see that? You watched the game, so you saw the hit. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I was like, why, why is he still playing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> there was some, uh, I don't know if you read, um, there's like a, not an interview transcript, but a couple of quotes from him where a reporter was asking him, like, what did they do when you went back, you know, to the locker room? And it was kind of problematic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I hopefully he's okay, but it's, you know, it's a business and it seems like consistently it's treated as such. So, yep. We'll leave it at that. And he'll he'll do well in the in the NFL, assuming he gets. I mean, I would assume he'll get drafted. Uh-huh. And I was was wondering like where he would end up going and like how he would do. I read something that like Ohio State doesn't necessarily give us great NFL quarterbacks. But then I was like, Joe Burrow mm-hmm. played at Ohio State, but he was the backup. So then he went to LSU. So like I count him as an Ohio <laughs> State quarterback. <laughs> um, even if it wasn't when he got the national attention. So hopefully Justin Fields can do that. And I'm sure plenty of coaches were impressed with him coming back, especially after halftime and whatever they did to him. Mm-hmm. Get him playing well again. It'll He should have a good year ahead of him. Yes, I would think so. Who are you rooting for? Um, Definitely Ohio State. Just want something different, you know. Fair enough. So um nfl <laughs> yes seahawks are playing in wild card weekend um we i believe have six wild card games this year that sounds it sounds I like think there's were, three a day saturday and sunday yeah, there were a lot of games scheduled so um the seahawks are playing a saturday against the rams which that's the classic well we know them really well but then it's like they don't know us really well. So I think it's going to be another kind of slow, painful, a lot of field goal um, kicking style game. Um, that's what I would expect. I don't think it'll be very high scoring, but um, hopefully the Seahawks can get the win there. Um, a lot of Seahawks broke records too this weekend, franchise records. Um, so, Ooh. yeah. I can't remember them off the top of my head. One of them, I think, was DK Metcalf. And then I think Russell Wilson broke something, too. Anyways. Um, Good look for them. Yes. <laughs> Bills. Your your Buffalo Bills. My beloved Buffalo Bills had them fill the game on Sunday against the Dolphins. I was a little nervous in the beginning. I was like, oh, no, will they, won't they? And then they just went off. So um, to the haters – it must be awful hating on the Bills and Josh Allen. I couldn't be me. Don't know anything about that. Are like the Bills, the new America's team. Um, no, the Green Bay Packers are America's team. They're the only team that like fans can actually own part of the team. The, the Packers are America's team, but the Bills are the it team. They're super hip. They have a wild fan base, mm-hmm. and um, you know. They're, they are going in a good direction. That, like, another thing, obviously, um, being at home, the holidays, I've seen a lot of things on the internet, folks, so I'm sorry that I'm just like, this thing I saw. So it was talking about how the Bills and the Browns, like, who would have thought that they would be, they were the teams that were, like, the laughing stock of the NFL. Uh-huh. And now, like, both are doing pretty well. And meanwhile, <laughs> the Jets and the Jaguars 
like weren't necessarily the laughing stock, but now they're getting to be there. Like they are having a tough time. Like it has got to be tough out on these streets being a Jets or the Jaguars fan. Like I cannot imagine. It's like, ooh, yeah. I'll pray for you. Yeah. Um, pour one out. Pour one Seriously, out pour a couple out. Currently. Um, yeah, should be um, interesting to see what the future holds for the Bills this, um, you know, playoffs and going forward. Yeah, and like, I'm, it'll be fun. And like Josh Allen's young and he has like the right pieces around him. So hopefully they do well this year. I don't know if they'll necessarily go all the way, but I think they're going to I think they'll do all right. Same with the Browns. Like they beat the Steelers on Sunday and like <laughs> they're going to make the playoffs for the first time in like 18 years. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's so wild to think about. Like the last time the Browns were okay, you and I don't even remember that mm-hmm. time in life. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were kids. So it's it's super cool. And the Browns will be playing the Steel. It'll be a rematch against the Steelers. And the Bills will be playing the Colts. So uh, send some good vibes towards <laughs> the Bills, the Browns, and the Seahawks this weekend, folks. The Bills right now kind of remind me a little bit of the Seahawks, like shortly after Russell Wilson was drafted where they were kind of like putting together their dream team, you know, it like kind of yeah. has that sort of a feel to it to me, I think. Um, maybe that take will not age well at all. I don't know, but um, kind of makes me think of that a bit. I think, I think it could be like that. Like I could see that happening. Like, I don't know that Josh Allen is going to be, end up like as successful as Russell Wilson has in the long run, but I see similarities there, I guess. Yeah. No, I think that's a fair take. And hopefully it's a correct one and it results in some Super Bowl wins <laughs> for my beloved Buffalo Bills. Yes. <laughs> um, that kind of wraps up NFL, I guess. Um, it does. We're coming into like- a pretty good time for them. <laughs> NBA is off and uh, running. Yay. Um, I think, I don't know. I guess our last pod was probably before that regular season started. It was. It was the week before because they they started the week of Christmas, which yes. is so weird. Yeah, <laughs> um, kind of fun though. So, yeah. um, Luca, <laughs> um, seemingly the future of the league. <laughs> I think I think he is. I think all of these Europeans are the future of the yeah, league. Which I love. Luka, Giannis, so yeah. I think it's great. Um, he had 33 points and 16 rebounds, 11 assists against the Rockets, um, which is a lot of numbers to be putting up. You want to know whose record he'd be in terms of having a like a triple like yeah. that, a triple double? Yeah. His own. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like he had made. I think this is the third time he's done this. Um. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's so, like, this is his, what, second or third year in the league? Yeah. I mean, Ugh. like, and people are like, oh, well, the game is changing. Like, um, triple doubles, you know, are different than they used to be. It's like, okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> this is impressive. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. But you love to see it. And, but, but, like, Luca's not the only one balling out. Nikola Jokic is also doing pretty well. Yes, he is. Um, 
things you love to see. Um, he's, you know, back to throwing full court passes, <laughs> which are always so fun to watch. Um, yep. And usually successful as well. They, I enjoy the gifts of them. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my gosh. It, it's just the most random thing. And again, Jokic is like Josh Allen in that people like to talk smack. It's about different, entirely different things. Mm-hmm. Like, it is still apples and oranges, but people still like to, like, hate. They're like, oh, Jokic is too fat to succeed in that NBA. Or, like, he doesn't move fast enough. But he, like, this season already, he's averaging 22 points a game, 11 rebounds, and 12 assists, roughly. Like, th- those are what he's averaging. Those are the numbers. So, like, it's not like he's a scrub, and he gets a lot of playing time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the future is bright. Yes. It's it's a good look for a lot of teams that have young players. Those teams being the Denver Nuggets <laughs> and the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Um let's see, what else we got? Game of the week. We're guys we're kinda going back to other sports, but forgive us. <laughs> it's fine. These things happen. <laughs> it's all right. You know, it's all right. So what is your game of the week? Um, well, we have some breaking news as of today, Tuesday. Um, Gonzaga is going to play Santa Clara on Thursday, but they are on Santa Clara is on pause due to COVID. So now um, Gonzaga is playing BYU on Thursday, which um, will be a big game. BYU is like very much considered the second best team in the conference. So um, that should be a, you know, a close game, I would think somewhat. Um, I don't know. Maybe Gonzaga will surprise us. Um, hopefully BYU doesn't surprise us in a bad way. <laughs> um, but we weren't going to have that game for a little while, so it's kind of kind of fun to have that um, coming up, one of the early um, conference games for them. Hopefully it goes well because it's an early conference game and they are, like, not tired from playing the last couple months. Like, they're yeah. still pretty fresh and it's like they're ready yeah, I I think that that makes sense, and hopefully that's the case. So that'll be a fun game for sure for those who are WCC fans. Also, anyone who likes to watch Gonzaga, which I think is, Gonzaga might be America's team for college basketball this season. I am obviously biased, but <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I think it fits. It's. Like, anytime it's a team that is not a blue blood, I'm like, and they're, like, dominating, I'm like, yeah, you get to be, you get to be America's team. Yeah, I mean, I feel like some people kind of already consider them as, like, you know, past the Cinderella phase, whatever, which, in a way, yeah, Yeah. they are, but um, they still, you know, are trying to win a title, so... I think until that happens, there definitely is a little bit of that kind of engine that could um, uh, image of them. So, yeah. And then after they win the title, then they immediately fall in, like they truly become a blue blood. Uh, I don't like that. (laughs) I don't know that I don't know that I want that designation, but maybe by the like maybe by then we'll have like a new system of what we're calling different programs because if all the blue, like quote unquote blue blood programs keep doing what they're doing this season. 
we won't have blue blood programs anymore because Duke and <laughs> a changing of the guard. Yeah. <laughs> <You will. laughs> like it'll be instead of being those programs, it'll be programs like Gonzaga and Villanova and Providence. Like it's all these group of five conference these teams, Catholic schools. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, if it was all Catholic schools, that'd be amazing. What? I feel like they'd have to come up with a new name instead of Blue Bloods then. Like, what could it be? I don't know. I promise you, I don't know. I can't well, think of we'll anything think that. that has to do with Catholicism. <laughs> we, need a good pun, we need a good punny name if that, if that were to happen. Um, we'll trademark it. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you talk about Bills and Colts? Nope, but nope. that's my okay, game of the well, week. Sorry, it's just <laughs> Oh, you're good. I'm a little over the place today. I'm not gonna lie. No worries. It's like we just got back from holiday time. Yeah. Like things are just. What, what is structure? Trying to get back into this routine. Ooh, it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, that should have been my New Year's resolution. Uh, have a routine, but instead, my New Year's resolution is to watch more sports. So I'm gonna start with watching the Bills play the Colts. And again, like I said earlier, please send good vibes their way so that my beloved Buffalo Bills make it further. I'd like to see them play preferably in February, but let's be real. Just through January is probably going to happen. I mean, we can hope. We can always hope and hope is a dangerous thing, but, you know, we'll have it. It'll be a good time. Bills Mafia will not be stopped. As (laughs) if you've ever seen any of the bills mafia shenanigans on the internet you know that they cannot be stopped (laughs) um you mentioned a hot yeah take of the week what what do you think what is your hot take of the week i'm kind of lacking the hot takes this week i feel like um i don't know why usually i usually something comes up naturally you know in between the week that we record and i have something but um I, i guess it's not i guess it's a lukewarm take i don't know but Duke has no business being ranked at this point. Um, I don't want to see them ranked. And if they continue playing as they have been, um, where they have like, you know, maybe they're one game above 500. Like what, what is, what's the business of them being ranked? I just don't, it's not fair. It's not fair to these other programs. Um, that's all I have to say. Very passionate about this. Um, What is your hot take? My hot take circles back to the college football playoff. And, you know, we both are hoping Ohio State pulls out a win. And so my hot take is that they put up three touchdowns and a field goal in Alabama. Um, I think they will be hard one touchdowns. And the field goal, that's probably how the game's going to start. They'll probably get a field goal. But then they'll get it together, get three touchdowns. Alabama, I think, is going to get more than three and knock on wood it's a good game because it'd be so anticlimactic if it was like any you know the college football playoff game where people only get field goals so putting this out into the universe that there's lots of touchdowns in this game but specifically the hot take is the three for ohio state okay yeah it's good we'll see see if that holds true (laughs) Well, next week when we check back in and we completely move away from college football for several months, if there's nothing to be said about it, if like Ohio State scores zero points, we we might just be like, ah, football. I don't know her. (laughs) 
not worth discussing. <laughs> no, hopefully it's a good game and we have things to talk about afterwards. Um, yeah. What wine have you been enjoying, enjoying with all of your games that you've been watching? So I have been enjoying, uh, it was called Del Mercado Torrentes, and it was a white wine. Um, with it being the holidays and I still wanted to be able to like, not fall asleep in the middle of the game. Red wine does that to me. Um, it's nice white wine, nice and fruity and crisp. And um, it was very pleasant. Would drink again. What have you been drinking? Very nice. Um, well, I was home for Christmas um, for a few weeks. So I definitely um, lucked out by not having to buy wine for myself. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> um, and my parents have wine from um, this place in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, called Coeur d'Alene Cellars. Um, my dad gave my mom like a membership to it as a Christmas present one year, which Aww. something you wouldn't really think about, but a great Christmas present because it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> True. Um, if anyone needs thoughts for next year for someone. Um, but the wine is called Voila, which I think is just a really fun name. Um, and it's a red blend, um, Washington State red blend, which I always enjoy. Um, good with it was we had steak and potatoes, mashed potatoes, um, and it was great with that. Um, if you ever have access to Idaho wines, um, would recommend any of their wines, Cordelline Cellars. Good local nice. plug. Yeah, nice local business. Um, so that's what I got. Um, speaking of plugs, what do you have for us this week? So this week, if you are starting the new year and you want to make more content, you want to write things, you want to do a podcast, you want to make stuff, hit us up at the Tailgate Society because what better New Year's resolution than to like do something creative? There isn't one. So um, that's my plug. What are your plugs this week? Um, well, we I think we're getting towards the end of our stockpiling of uh, bigger than sports moments that we had seen kind of during season of giving. Um, so if anyone sees any fun things, um, there's just so much out there. I'm sure we're missing a lot of stuff. Um, please DM those things to us. Anything inspirational or positive about um, sports. We'd love to see it. But I think that's all I have. Okay. Then let's jump into bigger than sports to close out our time. Yeah. Um, since you are uh, part of Bill's Mafia, <laughs> do you want to introduce this one? <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, some Bill's players paid for the cost of prosthetic legs for a young boy and like flew him in to watch a game. Um and so now, like, I think they had him go to Disney World and, um, like, now he can run. So he's pretty excited about that. Like, it's a pretty life-changing thing for this kid. He's eight years old. So um, that is a really good, like, bigger than sports moment for this young man, Jackson Delude. Yeah. I want to know more about the backstory. Like, how did they hear about this kid or did they meet him at some sort of, you know, like team function? I don't know. I'm curious. Um, but very nice. There was a part of this tweet that we saw. Um, it was a video. I think it was from SVP um, where the little boy is zooming with the players and he said something like, now I can 
go play with my friends on the playground or something. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. Like, just, it might not seem like a huge thing. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, a reminder to be thankful for the things that you have. And I don't know, just very, very generous things for them to do, um, regardless of how much money these players have. Like, no one has to do this, you know? So um, definitely nice to see. I think that's a happy note to end on. Yes, agreed. And we'll see you next week. Emily and Emily, sports and courts.